You are now listening to Well, Well, I'm feeling now. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Well Well Villanelle. Ah, uh, did you survive the weekend in the snowstorm? <laughs> well, if you're on the East Coast, if you're on our side of the planet, it's fucking snowy just about every day, right? Like, we got a lot of snow. The winter is raging against the dying of the light. Oh, but did you see that woman that went viral on Twitter, that New Yorker, who was just like, it's just snow, and she had like the most New York accent ever. She was like, <laughs> it's winter. Let's just deal with it. Everybody get over it. It's just snow. And I kind of agree because it was like three degrees uh, a yeah. week ago. <laughs> and yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of better. Um, so we're excited to uh, get into episode three of Killing Eve. Yes. Um, I think tr- it's what is the title of this? Yeah, one? that's what I was just trying to grab. Uh, right uh, 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 my notes, my notes have disappeared. Let's see. You know. Oh, don't I know you? Yeah. Well, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um. hmm. Lots of meanings and uh, double entendres for that title. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get into it because we're really starting to ramp up. I mean, to be sure, the series like gets going early, but I feel like we're about to hit the gas pedal. Oh, yeah. I got up. So, uh, yeah, let us check that out and we will be back. back i mean wow (laughs) um there's okay um how do i where do i even start let's see where doth one begin uh let's see let's see let's see Um, i mean okay well actually let's 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 start with how the episode opens which is with eve you know (laughs) in the interrogation room or like i don't know whatever room exists for the popo and She's giving a description, a very vivid, explicit description of Villanelle's um, image, her aesthetic. And, you know, it's like it's like she's literally slipped into this delicious reverie Mm -hmm. of a memory. I mean, her eyes are glazed over. She's definitely not in that room. She's back in the bathroom imagining Villanelle's face. And she's like, I mean, what does she say? Slim, that she's young, 25, 26, delicate features. Uh, eyes right. that are cat like and wide and alert. She has noticed her lips that they're full, that she's got a long neck, high cheekbones. Her skin is smooth and bright. She says that. <laughs> uh, that she got a lost look in her eye that's, uh, what is it? She says, both direct and chilling. And um, I think the last thing she says is that she's totally focused, yet yeah. almost entirely inaccessible. And she's smiling. She's got this grin the whole time. And she goes through this thing, and dude, who evidently is trying to make himself a little sketch is just like, uh, so is is that an oval face or a square face? Right. Like, is that a square jaw? Do we, do we I mean, you said, it? you were like, this is how someone talks when they're in love. And I would agree that mm-hmm. he is sounding super, Eva sounds super sprung. But also, what did he ask her? He was probably That's just what, like, oh, so if you had to describe her face, like high cheekbones or low cheekbones, like kind of a square oval. And she goes into this soliloquy that she, was not asked for. I mean, she definitely was doing one of those like, 
I'm a direct witness or <laughs> like this is everything that I know. And I felt like if he was a stronger sketch artist that he would have <laughs> skipped he past could have interpreted, the jaw. He could have interpreted did, her, right, her did statement. Did other things. Yeah. And just like fill out everything else. Come back to the jaw at the end. She's got a line on which she remembers. Take every <laughs> bit of information that you need and fill uh, out that profile. I was like, this is a profile. I mean, it is. But at the same time, it's like a dream mixed with a fantasy because she's saying things that aren't actually things. Like yeah. she's saying qualities that you can imbue about a person yeah. you're not like oh the eyes were shaped like this not so much almond a little bit oval you know about uh four centimeters separation from the nose bridge like she didn't say shit like that yeah, she no. was talking about how she felt about looking at villanelle and um that's why bill took note in there he was like oh really mm-hmm. he was <laughs> this like, is an interesting description that you're giving <laughs> okay we, we see what we are i see why you won't let this girl this girl your winner go i mean it's well it's about more than just 20 quid yeah it is and you know i think the fact that bill is not really taking her serious uh is what leads to his ultimate demise at the end of this episode but you know we'll get there yeah right now we're uh following a we're gonna say just someone chinese who's entering a medical facility uh, he for some reason mentions I think it's his birthday. Like a admiral general some some big colonels yeah just important yeah, and then, you know, they read off all these things like we're not responsible for extreme blood loss and uh, killing or whatever. This is for, like, it's entertainment medical facility. and It's a dungeon. It's a dumb dungeon. And, uh, you know, shout out to all the sex workers out there that, you know, on the grind. Uh, doing things similar to what Villanelle was 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 uh, putting on display this episode, just not to death. Although they, it would be okay because essentially he signed a form that was like, "Listen, bro, if you die, mm-hmm. if something happens, if your scrotum ends up fully detached, it's not our fault, and we will not incur any liability for this." So you know, like you said, maybe Villanelle shouldn't even be held responsible for this death because right. it was at his own risk. I mean, it definitely, definitely was. A uh, shout out to that creepy waiting area and all those guys like. Oh, <laughs> it's my first time. The dudes lingering for their uh, punishment. Right. I'm like, Ugh, I can't. I can't do this. And then when he goes into the room, she's like, you're late. You don't see our face. Oh, she's... yeah. Hot Medica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really hope there's a dungeon out there right now. I hope somebody took inspiration from this show and they renamed their Dom dungeon Hot Medica. Take off your clothes. Oh, yeah. And it was like, uh, we just want to verify that you're his safe, safe word. <laughs> what was it like? Fushtika? That yeah. that can't be right. That sounds like fuchsia mixed like with that. something else I made up, but something like that. And I think it's safe to say that Villanelle disregarded his use of the safe word. Yeah, he said it like four times. And it was like, you're supposed to stop. And she's like, that was after she did like a third squeeze. And it's interesting that he could like, he was able to maintain through squeeze one yes, and two. Because he was into squeeze one and two. Visual, audio. All right. Whoever <laughs> worked on this episode. Whoever did the Foley, whoever was cracking peanuts, actual peanuts, because that's what I heard. Were you guys trying to be funny? Like Nut sounds was... while his scrotum gets just pulverized is that what we were we're trying to make people laugh misandry i definitely like turned to the side for a little bit i was like that's a tightening (laughs) but it's also a A twisting yeah it's a tightening and a twisting and the fact that the foley crew was that in depth with whatever they they crushed and then twisted into the mic i just want to say i appreciate you guys and i hope that you get an uh an award and one of the guilds and stuff that that acknowledges the special effects work people do with sound because you guys deserve it. I mean, I could just imagine the interview now. It's like, yeah, we just fumbled with some sounds until we saw the men in our crew start to like <laughs> get really uncomfortable. That's how we knew we Physically got it right. Sick. <laughs> and they're like, oh, guys, we figured it out. Uh, so, yeah, she 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 squishes and 
I think probably detaches his scrotum, um, which, you know, and then she uses gas because yes. Villanelle is such a pro. She's such an artistic pro. And she's like, not just the ball squeeze. We're going to use gas and then I'm going to watch your life drain and tell you to look at me. Yeah, just look at me, was... please. But, you know, I, like I said before, like, it's not the worst vision. Like there are there are there are even worse visions you can have in you're about to die. Villanelle's face is not like the worst thing that could happen. Right. It's not like he burned alive. Yeah, he's, you know, rest in peace, I guess. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think people really miss him, but I guess... Maybe somebody, somebody yes. in his family somewhere. I don't think the government, the Chinese government misses him because they're just trying to cover the shit up, as we saw. It was like, yeah, he hacked into, you know, you know who it was like. Um, he's got a hold of some secrets he wasn't supposed to look at, and now he's dead. And now he's dead. So they're like, By did you do it? <laughs> unknown secret agency. Right. Um, and so after we, like, experience his scrotum, removal destruction we are at eve again in her spectacular uh, relationship her marriage with her man and his fuzzy egg yeah can we talk Nico about there was the... a chicken in the house that... there was a chicken in the house and you know what okay i had neighbors i mean that had chickens uh again this is new york city so it's kind of to be expected with what's here um i'm not going to talk about how one of my dogs killed one of my neighbor's chickens that's Ooh, another story look know. hey well you know, Dalmatians, they, they animals, be animals gonna animal. That's <laughs> animals gonna animal. But I just sort of feel like that egg was a little too fresh. I was with Eve on the fur. Like, I don't want to be able to crack an egg and have a piece of that fur enter the yolk. Yeah, I would have been, I would have been super done. And then, uh, so he's she used the to... egg to reflect from their relationship where yeah. he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> wow, you're looking real excited. You're looking, you're looking, <laughs> looking fresh, looking imbued with some passion. Uh, how's the job though? Is the job safe? Is it is it good? Is it good? And she's like, oh, but the egg, the egg is. What about the egg? He's like, but but uh, is it safe what you're doing? He and she's oh, like, uh. like the egg, and he's like, but you just said the egg wasn't safe. Oh, Nico, stop reading into what I'm saying, which is I don't want to talk about this <laughs> with you. It's fine. Um, and so Eve is what she she's preparing to go to Berlin because she goes to the office and she they're like new murder we've got a new murder she's like oh yeah I already know um, put it on the board and they're like no 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 uh, actually updated fresh new murder uh, this morning and it is this uh, Chinese attaché and his balls were squished and you know stuff and she was like okay that sounds pretty normal let's just like go with it. and they're like yeah but also. The name that the killer left at the establishment is Eve Plastry. And it's oh. like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, Shout outs to Elena in this scene because uh, for some reason, maybe it was because his mother was there. Like he was afraid to say. Like, I think that's just Kenny. I think Kenny's just awkward and he doesn't know how to say stuff that could be seen as salacious. Where I think Elena at least got the slightest bit of enjoyment of knowing that someone out there was getting their balls squished. Right. And then died during for fun, it. and then died during it. <laughs> you know that doesn't happen every day. And um, well, I feel like Eve kind of looked like that squirrel meme on the internet, like where it just does like the the snap zoom into his face, where he turns around like they've been caught doing something. Because yeah. I feel like Eve was like, "Oh my god, my crush knows I exist." Like that that was the equivalent of her reaction of like, <gasps> "What?" Oh, but it was, she's like, her first thought, you can't take me off right. this Right, her first thought wasn't, her first thought wasn't, oh my God, a killer knows who I am. I should probably reassess my connection to this case. I should, you know, do what most normal people would do, which is consider. Nope, she hasn't even spent half a second considering her safety. She considers that, no, 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 no. We're leveling up. I need to stay on this case. Please, Carolyn, yes, don't remove me. I need my 
killer fix. And Carolyn's basically like, we off the books, bitch. Do what you want to do. I mean, I'm still trying, <laughs> I'm trying to catch her. If you want to stay on the case, that's cool with me. All and right. That's why we love Carolyn. Do we have any updates on the girl who died of the uh, asphyxiation? <laughs> <laughs> like in other days. Uh, oh, my gosh. And Elena does want to go to the club um, or to the party. She wants to go to Germany with Eve, but she doesn't. And Bill goes and kind of foreshadows his death because he jokes about dying. And uh, I think we as the audience knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah. going to die, bro. He definitely told his new daughter, like, Ooh, I'm going to die. And I'm like, Ugh, do you think she's going to need future soon. therapy sessions for that? Knowing that her father actually said aloud that he was going to die to her little baby mind. Well, that's if she retains it. She might not. In the Maybe subconscious. Might be in her subconscious. It might p- get pulled out one one therapy. Maybe her marriage therapy session. Like, exactly. <laughs> just just one day when she's 35, like, oh, my God. And she has a crisis for a repressed memory. Um, so yeah, that's unfortunate for Bill that he decides to set himself up by foreshadowing his own issues. But at least, you know, he got to run into his old crew. Better him than Elena. He got to run. Yeah, I would have been. Well, do you actually, that's an interesting question. Do you think if, if Elena had been the one to accompany Eve that she would have ended up dead? I don't think she would have. I'm going to say that she wouldn't have gotten as far as she did on this case. That's also true. Because it was Bill's contact. And his relationship, and his with, relationship those contacts, with the contacts right, that right. got his insight, immediate access right. to be able to survey the crime scene. This is true. And this I was is like, true. Because mm. they would have been like days behind then. And then once they would have figured out who to try to reach out to, right. he would have already left the country after the revised autopsy. And then she would have had no way to get in touch with him. Exactly. And so after they agree, you know, to go to Germany, to Berlin, we're back at Villanelle with like her American stand in. <laughs> for Eve we've got and I I feel like I mean she's out here like complimenting this woman and she compliments her accent I which is telling because she's American accent. and it's like you know it's basically like suburban housewife <laughs> potentially from the Midwest and so it's pretty telling that she compliments her accent and I feel like you know Villanelle was on the prowl like she went to some place where Americans would be some sort of tourist spot Probably just one of those walking groups and just said something real, real saucy, real sexy to this to this woman. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm about to risk it all. I'm going to risk my dead marriage. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about this tour group? I'm trying to see what this uh, young woman is all about. She said, no, I'm going to hide and you're going to find me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but the way she said that, what are we doing? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> She's, you know, she's complete. She Villanelle got scene. her fucked up. She acted that scene very well because Villanelle got her all the way fucked up. And um, like is playing is her role play world, games. But I'm trying to dip a toe into this. I swear I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> she, she's ready to risk it all. She's like, we playing biblical fantasies. You want me to call you Adam? Like whatever you want me to do, I'll, I'm doing it. I, you know what? She said, this is the thrill I've been missing for 30 years. <laughs> said, oh, you got is one life, baby. This is I'm, I'm going to remember this vacation forever. Oh. Uh, and I love that like Villanelle is a little bit weird with her role play, but she doesn't give a fuck. She's right. like, whatever. I'm into it. Let's go. And then she, they go play hide and go seek, um, sexy hide and seek, mm. I guess, in Villanelle's loft. And then we're back at um, Eve's crib with Nico, and she's trying to get her dusty ass luggage off the Wait, wardrobe. He pops up, and she's like, "What are you? What are you <laughs> doing here?" <laughs> I mean, she's always like that with this motherfucker. Why are you here, Nico? You surprised me. But she said something important. She said, and this may be like for the record books. She said, I thought you had a parents' evening. Now we have to. <laughs> okay, break right, down right, right, right. Like, this, this is mean. a job. Okay. Okay. Um, any potential UK listeners, British listeners out there, is that what y'all call a parent teacher conference? Because that's what they're called the in the States. 
That's it's what like they're called. You have the instructor who meets with the parents who just get essentially a progress right. report on, you know, the child, if they're being attentive, if they can pick up on the material, if they should seek some sort of counseling or tutoring. <laughs> uh, and then in some desperate cases, looking to date a single parent who right. may have money. Who may have money. Because <laughs> our teachers and instructors, they don't make they much don't make, money they here, don't. unfortunately. Not, no, not at all. But if that is what you call it, if that's what it is, the... Then, then Nico's a teacher then Nico's or something. Nico's a teacher, Aww. and that would explain his connection to because i know i was saying like camp counselor the young boy. like i didn't know what was happening with those kids and why he knew them <laughs> but you know the young boy who was able to translate uh the, the polish, polish about the the flat chested um slang polish slang he was using so i i'm gonna call this a win for us if if this is right i mean uh, yeah we didn't think we were ever gonna figure it out i right. mean so kudos to us for noticing that line oh God. he's a teacher okay um so wait Oh, wait, so, and, and wait, then he's were, like, oh, they're, they're what do you luggage need the luggage for? Right. Are you Okay, yeah, Nico is triggered because he definitely thinks, like, she's having an affair or that it's just burgeoning. It's, it's on the cusp. It's about to happen. And you get the impression from both of them that they don't go anywhere, that the luggage was purchased <laughs> probably when they got married in 1999. I'm going to keep going back to that year and has stayed up there the yes. entire time. No trips, no vacations, no weekend getaways. Which actually kind of puts this Berlin weekend in different perspective with Bill because you get the impression they don't go nowhere. And we see this intimacy that happens between Bill and Eve that is just unparalleled with her own fucking husband. They don't have the same degree of chemistry, the closeness, the jokes, the comfortability. And um, I think that's ultimately what Villanelle finds so threatening in a certain kind of way that she wants Eve's her obsession fully to herself and bill is a is a decent enough distraction because she has a genuine and strong connection with bill as a good friend and i don't know like a part of me wants to know if she would have cared at all about this guy in eve's life i'm gonna go ahead and say no because we we've watched on right because she's been in the house in eve's house down the line that's but, true and you know her her husband survived because it's like mm. right <laughs> I, she don't see the husband as a threat what kind of threat is the husband not one at all bill was the only one who was a threat to their her actual closeness yes. and her attention like who because i mean essentially after we go past this episode and bill is bill is gone her focus is renewed 165 yes. percent on villanelle yes and this new sort of like self-deprecating self-loathing thing she has of like i like this person i'm into this search but also i now feel this level of disgust and hate because this was my bestie and now he's dead um but yeah before we get to bill again x the fuck out uh <laughs> villanelle does her role play she has a good time and then um eve and 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 bill finally arrive into germany and of course Villanelle has been waiting there. She's had some sex capades while she's been waiting for, for Eve to arrive. And she sees her get there with her luggage. And immediately she's like, oh, <laughs> my bae. She's here. Um, Bill is kind of a, a douche because Eve is like, watch my bags. Yes. He's too busy flirting with his ex. Yes. You know, reminiscing about days past, perhaps orgies past. Um, and Villanelle's like, perfect. I'm going to steal this luggage. And like I said to you, I think like as she was stealing it, she texted 
uh, Shorty Doo-Wop from the tour group. Yeah. To be like, like, hey, I got new props, new toys. Oh, because in the scene, <laughs> remember in the scene when they're about to get it on, she's like, you know, she tries to take off her jacket and she's like, no, no, keep this on. Your clothes are too nice. So we have to assume that the role play didn't get naked or even close to that because Villanelle was like, you're breaking my fantasy right now right. with your decent clothes. I need you to be a little bit more homely, frumpy, right. homely, <laughs> a little more basic to really get me going. And so she texts her. She's like, bitch, I got a wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, after Villanelle steals the, the suitcase and she's back at her crib going through the stuff, her spoils, as it were, <laughs> and is basically somewhat disgusted at what she sees in Eve's Oh, yes. Luggage. Oh, Poor baby. Oh, that's, that's the cream. <laughs> we Googled it and someone said it was uh, from the Zoom and it was some sort of vaginal cream, which definitely says even furthermore that her and Nico haven't been doing the schmiggity schmang for at least certainly not recently. Not with those creams, if I had to guess. Um, and she wraps her scarf, the only decent thing, which again, here's the other weird thing. That scarf we know was given to uh, Eve by Nico. And... Later on, we find out it's the one thing that she's going to sort of be upset about as she tells Bill, like her clothes are shitty. And Bill's like, your clothes are disgusting. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and she's like, that's true. But the scarf, the scarf, Nico gave me that scarf. And, you know, maybe it was a Hermes scarf. Maybe it was something he tried to spend a decent amount of money on for his teacher's eh, salary. Maybe. And that's the only reason why Villanelle took it out the thing, because it was the only thing of some value that wasn't from Uniqlo or the, the bargain bin at a thrift store. I think that's part of it. And so she puts it on. She's like, okay, this is kind of nice. The rest of this is shit. Yeah, yeah this could all go. So in her head, she was playing uh, Beyonce's Upgrade You, <laughs> looking through let this me, crap. Let me upgrade right. you. Let's, let's, let's get you some yeah. prettier things. And who comes in but Constantine. Ooh. <laughs> Which, okay, Constantine. Like He said, I only booked you for one night. He's like, bitch, you on a vacay? What you doing here? Why you got <laughs> luggage? What is this? Doesn't even look like your clothes. What are you doing? And it... What was beautiful is because the person she texted rolled through, Bro. and it was she could easily say she this did. luggage is hers. It's hers exactly, and we're trying to have fun. So if you could just kind of be on my way, unless I have a mission, you know, you just you're trying to stop my flow. She's like, you're trying to stop my shit, and I, honestly, I'm busy. And it's funny because he comes and he's like, listen, like I don't know what the fuck you're doing or why you're still here, but this Eve bitch, like she's in the scene. She's here in Berlin and she's investigating you. She's investigating your work. Right. And then I was like, oh, you don't say. And it's funny because he was like Eve Palop. Palapri? And she corrects her last name. (laughs) That should have been clue number one to Constantine that she'd been thinking about a bitch. She literally says later, I'm not even thinking about her. Correction. Why did you remember the correct pronunciation of her name? I think because it wasn't a mission from the 12, he had less of a fuck to give about it because it was like, you know. He was underestimating the the power of the gay. And he clearly underestimated the power of Villanelle's, like, her aesthetic, her kink, like what she's into, because did he not like, oh, let me let me Google a picture of Eve. Oh, look, she has curly hair, much like these women that seem to be a weakness for Villanelle. Oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't even ask that bitch to wask her. Maybe I should just do something else. But no, this is so partly this is this is Constantine's fault. He could have avoided this or and, at least tried harder. And then, you know, when she then the housewife comes and she has the dark curly hair, too. <laughs> and then, you know, he, before she says that she's Eve because she's trying to play the game, that would have been, you know. Oh, yeah. Villanelle tell. cuts her off. She's yeah. like, this is Pamela. This is, don't say that. Don't tell him the code word. Right. Gonna blow it all up. 
And then, uh, who is this? Um, uh, she was like, I'm sorry. Oh, is this the threesome day? Because we could do the threesome. She's like, we could do that too. The old uncle, I mean. She's like, mm, oh, this is my angry uncle. And then, <laughs> so when he starts saying, just get the intel. She starts putting on this dramatic face like, She's so don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me, uncle, please. I'll be a good girl. Um, and so he bounces and, uh, immediately she's like, are these for me? Cause again, they've been texting and she was like, yes, absolutely. These yeah. are for you. Let's, let's go one by one each outfit. Um, and what did they, I mean, we could imagine what they got up to in that loft while for they were doing shit. Sure. She, she maintained that night, that night she, she was able to bring herself to completion and I'm, and I'm happy for her. She deserves. Okay. She, she doesn't get to rub one out too often. So. Right, right, right. And so we're back to Bill and Eve. And Bill's, you know, sad that her shit is gone. But they, like, they get uh, Kenny to track down um, this uh, Chinese military guy who, via his email, um, or I guess the associate who's dealing with the case, and they find him at a restaurant, and they confront him, and he and they're like, hey, we, we want to talk to you about this shit. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then Eve is like, I'm Eve Palastri. And he's like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, um, <laughs> your name rings bells where I'm from. No, I Please, that. take a seat. <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, where they basically say what? That they the official ruling is going to be a heart attack. And, of course, because they can't deal with the fact that this is how he actually died and also there's some other stuff about a hacking like we said earlier he got access to information he shouldn't have what happened to it he's dead now um and so the chinese government is like we're trying to keep this on lockdown because we don't even know why this happened and he's like i'm afraid our time is short i'm done i'm unless you're trying to join me later on tonight he's like but later tonight we can have a like you and i like you know leave your uh him leave him at home i don't need him but you you know you, yeah, you, yeah. You can show me a good you can, time. You can, you can come. <laughs> and Bill's like, he wants to bone, which is obvious. And she's like, what? 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 I mean, I feel like just in general, sex is such a foreign entity to Eve. Like, she can't seem to conceive of it. Carolyn's like, your man's going to think you're having an affair. She's like, well, no, no. And Bill says, and she's like, oh, no, impossible. And it's like, uh, Eve. But again, this I think this goes to the state of her as a woman, where she is in her life, where she is in her marriage, her career, and the lack of desirability she clearly doesn't feel from anyone until, like, Villanelle. Which brings us, as we further go into this episode, because she got to go shopping. Yes. She, she got no, no clothes, luggage. but she has to go try to <laughs> try to get information out of this uh, government employee. So she goes shopping. And because she's Eve, she has no sense of style. She doesn't know what looks good on her. She's not... She's just a mess. <laughs> She's on the phone with Elena. Okay, so she has her earphones, her, her headphones in her ears. Her, her phone, phone in her, in her bra. bra. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. And she's like, um, so Carolyn says that you should do whatever necessary to get the information, regardless of how gross it is. And I was like, mm, mm, Elena. Mm-hmm. Elena so wishes she was there. I'm Elena sure wanted to be it. there so badly. And I, I'm, so, I'm convinced she wouldn't have ended up dead. Villanelle just would have had more fun watching the two of them interact. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, and she's bitching to Elena like, oh, my God. Elena, you know what it's like when you're trying to get dressed when something's missing and you don't know what's going on? She said, when in doubt, don't go out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And let's also point out the fact that she, you know, she tries this dress on with her bra on. And Bill brings this up later because, honestly, Eve. Eve, do you not see that cut of the cleavage? You cannot right. wear a bra with that cut. And I'm sure Villanelle's thinking the same damn thing. Like, girl, you got to take that bra off. Um, but she helps Eve out because when Eve comes back out the dressing room, there's a belt on the rack. And it is what she needs to complete the outfit because Villanelle knows how to dress a bitch. Uh, she, for some reason, goes straight home with a new dress. knowing she just flew 
and I don't know why she didn't think that she's in Germany now and going to wear a dress. She knows she hasn't shaved anything. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't. And also, people, this is officially the first time that Villanelle dresses Eve. Like, the, Eve doesn't know, but this is this has happened. Mm. And I have to assume that, like, the whole thing of the thing in Germany, like, she began the day with this objective. She's like, I'm going to use her name. She's going to come to Germany. I'm going to get to see what's going on with her. I'm going to steal her shit so I can see what's going on. And and I'm going to give her something that shows her that, hey, you don't, I don't think you're seeing yourself the way you should see yourself. And I, in my mind's eye, after she leaves the place and she gives Eve the, the, the belt, she goes shopping. And that moment, she's like, I'm going to go to these, these little shops, these little boutique shops. I've just seen you. I've seen your body. I've assessed your size and your shoe size. And I'm going to buy you all this shit mm-hmm. for your stolen luggage that I will eventually mail to you next episode. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, and while I'm here, I'll take this tweed blazer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Villanelle. And so... We're back at, uh, is that, where, where, where do we go? The hotel room after that? Where even? Uh, yeah, she's on the phone the with Skype. Nico oh, or God. something. And all of his, I'm going to assume, teacher colleagues are there. And he was low-key, high-key salty. Yes, he was. And this is, again, back to the reversing of the tropes. Like we say, like, he's the sad housewife that we usually see in these types of shows where, you know, he's like, she's like, oh, honey, Nico, why did you tell me? Like, all our friends were going to be here. He's like, it's been on the calendar for six months. It's it's literally it's <laughs> half a year we've been planning this shit, Eve, and uh, I'm disappointed in you. I mean, <laughs> you but this is remember. like, hello, new job, new responsibilities, new brains. She's like, excitement, actual space. excitement. Actually, I didn't care about this <laughs> like, dinner right, meeting yeah. when like, we booked it six months ago. First of all, also, again, and maybe this is just me. I don't know. Who books dinner meetings with their friends six months in advance? Like, do you do that? I don't I mean, know. I mean, I don't do that. Like, I have friends who try to go bowling the weekend of Christmas, but I work in a fast-paced place where I can't get yeah, a weekend off. I just off. feel like unless you're going on like a cruise around the world, like who says to their friends, like, you know what we should do in six months? Have dinner and play Pictionary. Like who <laughs> fucking does that unless your life is as boring and horrible as Eve's life is right now? I mean, I could only hope that they also like had like that fishbowl for like swingers and was like, oh no, you know, I'm going to tickle you with my mustache. <laughs> And so no, he was Terrence, the odd man out. That's a bad. I, I don't even want to visualize. I mean, hey, they have to schedule sex, or at least it well, you know they way. don't have scheduled sex because they even don't. when they schedule it, they forget about it. <laughs> or at least Eve does. And then he's like, "Look, I'm tired anyway. It's fucking fine. <laughs> it's fine, Eve. I'm the neglected husband, and that's just the way it's gonna go." Um, and so they're talking, and he's salty. And then Bill's at the door. And he goes like, oh, is that fucking Bill? Is that Bill? Is that right. Bill at the door? Is that Bill? Uh, tell him I say hi. And then before <laughs> then, he's like, oh, are you wearing that to dinner with Bill? Well, you know, because, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> and you know, that's probably the sexiest dress Eve has had. Yes. Since 1999. Again, we got to go back to 99. Since 1999, this is the most provocative dress Eve has worn because that cleavage, that cleavage cut was pretty. He was like, is, is that new? <laughs> he's like, so you went shopping? Y'all going shopping in Germany? Was Bill there shopping with you? Did Bill give you advice on whether or not this looks? And it's like, spoiler alert, that was Villanelle. But I see you. I see your jealousy for Bill. And I'll raise you one assassin. Um. Yeah, so she clocks it. and She's like, it's just Bill. Like, it's fine. He's like, okay, here, have fun. <laughs> um, and do we get Villanelle who's, she's wiretapped wherever Eva's staying. I don't know how she figured, figured right. this out. That's what we're saying. Is she, is she wiretapping the computer? Is she in the Skype combo? Is there a bug in the room? I think the bug is in the room. I hope it's in the room. 
Because if it is in the room, that means she heard the whole conversation that Bill and Eve have when, you know, Eve is like, so um, Berlin, like <laughs> what? So like, you was out here fucking everybody like you, you. And actually, I really enjoy this part of the show because you very rarely see the the topic of sexual fluidity discussed just like chill in a chill fashion among men. And uh, that was refreshing. And I'm sure all the sexually fluid men out there are like, yay, thanks, we're visible. We're because they exist. And so I think that's great. And I think that, you know, this is a testament to the acting skills and the rapport of Sandra Oh um, and the actor playing Bill. Because, like, we've only seen them for two episodes, really. But you get the impression that there's, like, a really intense rapport. There's closeness there. There's a bond that, again, she does not share with her own husband. They laugh about their dead, their dead, their Beth dead-ness, uh, like... Oh, even sometimes we have sex. <laughs> like right. how many times at work must they have discussed just not having sex? I think that that's the whole rapport for the whole team. It's like, oh God, I can count on you if they're not having a life. It's like <laughs> they all have. They like all this, have no lives. It's yeah. just like incredibly boring. And, uh, you know, after he basically is like, yeah, like, you know, I said yes to everything in Germany for five years, which, by the way, any of y'all ever been to Berlin? There's a there's a lot of stuff to get into in there's Berlin. There's a lot so. to do. Props and kudos to you, Bill, because you sound like you had a very interesting and fun life somewhere in your 20s and 30s. And he poses the question to Eve, like, oh, so have you ever been into women? And she's like, oh, I, didn't, I mean, no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> and he's like, are you sure? Because uh, just, just yesterday you were describing someone with cat-like features. <laughs> right. like Delicate features. Right. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, do you want to hear about her breasts? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, well, uh, she's like, I'm just kidding. No, no, Eve. Thou doth protest too much. You are not kidding. You are being completely serious. And Villanelle was like getting really hot. In my, in, okay. All right. So let's go back to conjecture. In my conjecture, like we said in the last episode, since Villanelle reveals in the final episode when Eve is like, look, here's my soliloquy. I just, I'm obsessed. Like, I just can't stop thinking about everything to do with you. And Villanelle's like, me too. I masturbate to you a lot. So right. <laughs> we have to consider that this is happening potentially on a daily basis for Linnell. She's young. She's 25. Her libido's probably doing great. She eats a lot. So healthily, this should be something that happens. So I feel like you're right. Like after that situation, she was like, oh, let me return to my bunk real quick. Mm -hmm. Let me just rewind. She was like, again. oh, what did she say? Let me rewind. Put it on loop. <laughs> Put it on loop in uh, quick time. And mm. I'm going to have a good time. So you know what? <laughs> the writers have not confirmed this. And I've looked for speculation. But I'm going with it. We're going to go with it until otherwise proven. But that's what happened. And then um, what happens after that? Oh, the dinner. Uh, she, the goes di to, well, yeah. she goes She's to She's like, dinner. walk me to the train. Have you ever fancied me? And he's like, of course, of I, course fancy I have. You. That might have been his, undo his undoing yeah, right then and there. Never she probably believed that. that. She was like, oh, you a little bit you fancy her? You're done. Mm. Uh, and wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she goes to the train. Let's just take a moment to pause to give thanks, to give props, to just acknowledge Villanelle's fucking outfit. Yeah. She the looked blazer. Amazing. What? What? I want something what? like that. I feel like I had a shirt what? with that pattern, but no, she really killed it with that. Like, I believe it's currently unavailable. It was a Saks Fifth, Saks Fifth Avenue, um, potentially exclusive. I want to say who was who was the, the maker? I think uh, it was a Van Naughton suit. But she, look, guys, just I think I think I remember reading too on the articles that Jody said that it was one of the outfits that she really wanted to keep because it was just such a striking impressive outfit but she decided against it because it was so much like Villanelle but I mean if there's ever <laughs> an outfit that screams like big dick energy yes. it's that outfit she, the confidence yes the style 
the bold attitude. I mean, because, okay, bitch, you out here, you're supposed to be undercover, bitch. You're supposed to be undercover following a bitch. But that's what you put on with her scarf to go watch. <laughs> Yo, I just see this. This is why this is why this is why I love Villanelle, because I just can't get over the levels to which she does things. And we didn't even, we forgot to mention the fact that while she, while Bill and Eve are initially at the dungeon place that she passes after she steals the luggage, she passes them by and she shoulder checks Bill. She shoulder checks it. Maybe that's how the bug got planted. Potentially, right? Oh, right. Oh. She's uh, good at this. (laughs) She's, it's like, it's almost like she's a professional, Terrence. It's almost like she's a professional. Okay. And actually, I think that ties back to the title, which is like, Don't I Know You? Which maybe you can interpret it a couple different ways. Eve describing Villanelle in the opening scene, uh, but also potentially Bill. Yeah, when he because he runs into her twice, right? And right. we can't assume Eve is a professional. She's really clever. She's brilliant. So we have to assume that from the jump, she's like, "I'm gonna fuck with you, Bill." And who knows? Maybe when she decides to kill him, but that shoulder check was intentional because oh, yeah. he's a cop. He's gonna remember that. And she makes herself visible at the end of the episode in the train station, which we cannot assume that it was accidental. Why she doesn't do anything accidentally? That outfit wasn't accidental. She was like, "How do I? How do you? How does someone not notice you in that blazer? How do I buy this metro card?" And (laughs) (laughs) I just feel uh, like a regular person in in the metro, and that outfit's gonna make you look and be like, "Well, damn, girl, okay." And then I was over here doing my uh, National Geographic, and so Villanelle stalks her prey (laughs) as she boards the train. She's going two stops, according to Bill. Mm-hmm. So as long as I could be two cars down and I can find her and she won't notice me. The door opens and she's like, game on. And all of a sudden, I don't know why Bill thought it was okay to put his hands on her. Yo! <laughs> that okay, was bold. So that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's something else. Do we think that, okay, that's something else to consider, is that was she potentially, in Villanelle's mind, trying to antagonize bill to see how smart or unsmart he was because i think it was intentional for him to notice her right because eve is completely oblivious at this point and i think in general she's oblivious to people noticing her in any kind of way and that sort of fits but bill she's like no you can see me but it's up to bill to to decide whether or not he has what it takes to pursue villanelle now the smart thing would have been like oh let me clock her let me try to take a picture with my fucking cell phone yeah let me do let me do something that 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 reduces my ego and my male hubris just down a little, but he doesn't. He's like, matter of fact, I got this. Not only am I going to confront you and let you know that I see you. Hey, oh, where did you get this scarf from? I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you and leave a message for Eve. I'm not even going to rendezvous with some motherfucking German police, right. like German hello, police force. Like, hello, can I get a, a backup? I think ex-boyfriend, I, I have a friend, right? Killer. Some backup. He All calls right. no one but Eve's voicemail and just assumes he can handle it. And, I would have um, texted her like. Oh. Villanelle's here. Villanelle, I'm following her. I'm walking Right, down. cut straight to the chase. Right. Straight to the chase. Don't be like, I think maybe possibly there's a woman that could possibly be your Villanelle. But I, you know, I don't know. Just say, well, I'm going to go see. Because Eve is spending time with who? This Chinese attache, right? Finding, about, finding out about this high-profile kill that she doesn't ever need to explore again because she already knows that they, the government has everything tightly tight like yeah. this you, and you don't need this kill to build your case about Villanelle right. you could go off of everything else you already know about all her other kills you don't need this one you don't need that kill so 
She could have seen this text when she got out of the train station going two stops. She only went two stops. She would have she like, oh, let me swing back around, which is because she literally backwards. she gets to, to to Bill while he's still slowly bleeding out. So right. she definitely had she left, had he just been straight up about the text, she would have been right then and there forcing Villanelle to alter what maybe her plan was. Um, right. Kind of like what happens in episode five, where Villanelle is pursuing her in the car with Elena in a Frank. Frank. And, you know, Eve gets out. She's like, wait. And she has to readjust what she was already thinking she was going to do because like, Eve oh, changed the game. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I think that's where Bill just he's not on. The, he's not on par. He's not on the level. I mean, there's obviously a special and unique connection between the investigator and the assassin because they're equally paired with their cunning intelligence, I think. She runs, she she gets across the street, the bus flies by, he thinks he loses her. <laughs> she turns down the dark alley into like the She fully plays with her food. Yes, she yes. I mean, who goes to those lengths, Philadelphia? Like why? Why? She tried to walk into a club. She didn't have to no do all VIP that. Label. The bouncer's like, hey, hey, wait. I mean, oh, think about all the ways okay. she could have killed this motherfucker, right? right. Like she could have killed him. Literally a dozen of different she ways. She could have stabbed him when she showed when the she right, Exactly. <laughs> but she decided to get him to believe that he was in control. So she could snatch that shit right <laughs> from his fucking grasp with that big, beautiful Villanelle smile of like, hey, you. <laughs> Do you remember me? Hi, mm. yes. I'm so glad you entered this club. You know, I haven't killed someone to music in at least two weeks and <laughs> i love this song that's playing on the club right now um so let's do it let's get the stab and then she stabbed him like a kitty cat like my <gasps> like my cat be smacking up uh my other cat where it's just like you know just like a blur just <laughs> i mean bill had time to think about his actions he like did. he couldn't walk into the club he, he had to get on that big ass right? line he could have stopped at any given time <laughs> and text. villanelle gave him moments yes he was she was like you really want to come for me me Clearly, you don't respect me the way my new favorite girlfriend respects me because you're coming at me real simple like. Like, I'm not an actual professional who's been hunted by these big people for two years. So, you know, I, I mean, I know people feel sorry for Bill. And I remember reading some reviews that were like, they felt like the episode was maybe disingenuous to the intelligence of Bill or just like him being a cop for this happening or Villanelle making a, a wrong decision. And I just think, no, I think this is, at least from my perspective, it's showing like male ego, male hubris. That's the whole reason that them believing that this assassin is a woman is so hard for some people to do. Cause they're like a woman, no way. Well, how would she get away with this? Well, well just how? And it's like, well, know, this is, this is part of it. This is it. This is part of it. She gets close to men because they underestimate her. Yes. They don't think she's as monstrous as she can obviously be. And that's how come she was always able to get really close for every single really one of close, her kills. Super, super close, super close. And that, I mean, well, Listen, this is what happens when you under, underestimate women. I'm just maybe, maybe not always murder guys, but you know, just it's not going to go well for you to underestimate At ladies. All. Just generally, that's the wrong thing. And so Bill gets stabbed up in the shit. Eve uh, eventually makes it to the club, but too late. And she's like, already, she's still in her like Villanelle high, like, oh my God, we got more information, Villanelle. I'm so happy. And then she sees Bill and she's like, oh no, Bill, 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 Bill. And Bill turns around and he's got blood. In his chest and I just you know sad feels to all the fictional people in the club who are traumatized who had their wonderful night destroyed could you imagine being on your nice little buzz you're like 2 a.m. buzz you just having fun with your friends and you turn around and someone's bleeding from the chest who needs that kind of uh, negative energy she was like Bill he's up he's he's being held up and she's like Bill and then all of a sudden he starts slumping and falling over and she starts screaming it's like well 
I don't know. Maybe in the club, nobody can hear you scream. Sorry about it. I mean, that's that's when he knew he fucked up. She turned around. And he was like, "Ooh." Surrounded by <laughs> witnesses who were too high on E to notice anything. Too high on E and Molly. And then, like I said, if they, unfortunately for them, it's gonna leave a fucked up memory, especially if you're on a hallucinogenic and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, there's a dead body." Uh, and that's the end. That's that's the end of that episode. Villanelle takes him out in her big dick energy suit, which again, costume designers. Thank you so much. And the music again, this episode is very just like on point. Yeah. I kept saying like, I love this song every time it came on, which was, I mean, that's a, that's an accomplishment. Cause I don't say that about everything I listen to. No. And they use a couple repeat artists that just are really great for setting. I mean, it kind of feels to me a little bit like sometimes kind of like a experimental emo techno vibe that sort of, sort of came around like 98, 97 type of thing. And actually, you know what it reminds me of you? Did you watch that show? Uh, La Femme Nikita, like the original version back in the day with yes. Peter Wilson. Right. So remember how they had an amazing soundtrack. Like they just had a, a great track record of pairing these really individual, unique, a lot of times electronic rock songs with just like the feeling and the gravitas of the scene. And I feel like that happens here. Um, and we're about to get into episode four where I feel like the first song they play, which is If by Unloved, is like perfect for what Eve is potentially thinking in that moment um, as it opens up on Bill's fucking ass funeral. Yeah, and it looks like Frank's on screen. Yo, too, why is so. he? Why is Frank? Why is <sighs> Frank giving the eulogy anyway? You know, I know I just fired him, but you know he was. But he was he was, he was loud. <laughs> I feel like that's what he says. He was a loud man. He was a good man, but he was loud. Um, but yeah, let's get into it, and we will be. <laughs> my god we're back uh okay take so. a sip of my coffee <laughs> all right so yeah i'll let you do that because this is there's a lot to get into and we're gonna be <laughs> jumping around a lot a so lot. firstly uh we are starting yeah you started right. off here T. <laughs> all right we started england we're at a funeral uh nico is failing miserably at trying to comfort his wife oh gosh. Uh, he you know reaches out for her hand as she's weeping and she's does the you know don't the, touch Iv- me. the, Iv- the ivanka trump like no no, mm, no i'm okay or the melania trump oh yeah me. oh man Oof. the trump women in general yes uh carolyn's sitting across the pew going what's what's, <laughs> what's this what's go- what's going on here i feel like she's like oh is that the stash she's married to poor oh. eve and there's a great song <laughs> playing and all of a sudden you hear eve go oh god no because it's frank who's delivering i'm guessing some sort of parting words oh my god wait yeah let's mention that song for a second because um as i was saying to you when we were watching it they they make such great choices with the musical score for the show and they one group they use a lot which is unloved the band and this was a song they had and I I don't know I mean it was really hard for me to find the lyrics in general I don't know if it's just because they're not that popular or maybe it was an aside for killing Eve I'm not positive but the name of the the song we open up to is if by unloved and it's like you know very simplistic on the lyrics but from what I think I heard it sounds like the vocalist is going if I love you if I loved you less I'd be a lie if I loved you more I'd fade away and they repeat that a couple times. And then later on you hear, I must be careful, I must be kind, love is blind, things like that. And so, I mean, you know, 
I'll say brilliant foreshadowing because all the songs here are really, they just sort of work really well. And I get like the, the intensity of what Eve has to be feeling in this moment that she obviously is heartbroken that Bill is dead and she's angry. She's upset and she fucking on one side definitely wants to do lots of harm to Villanelle because that was her friend. But at the other time, there's the reality of this obsession that is borderline. What is it? Affection? Is it? It's an affair. It's admiration. It's perhaps a type of a twisted love. And so it's reality. And, you know, it seems to be like the song is maybe talking about this weird balance that Eve is currently dealing with of just sort of like this hate and this maybe the logical side of murder and crime, but then also the illogical side of passion and inspiration, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's in conflict. And I think she's really pissed off that Villanelle has her in this kind of moral conflict. Yes. And all the while she's juggling with all these thoughts and processing, understanding what has happened to her really, really intimate, good friend. Right. Dealing with Nico sitting there being Nico and annoying. And getting it wrong. And, I mean, and, he's getting it wrong, right? Like he's he's concerned about <laughs> infidelity. And it's like, dude, that's really not it. And poor Eve again having to now listen to a mansplainer. Frank is up oh, there. Oh, Frank. You glorious know, rodent Bill face. Was a, Frank. Bill was a very uh, a loud man. First of uh, all, he starts <laughs> off petty as shit. He's like, oh, well, you know, everyone liked Bill. We can say that. He was definitely liked by everyone, not like me, who doesn't there's, seem to have any friends. There's but. so many people here, and not, not even <laughs> half of you came to my wife's funeral just a year ago. I don't <laughs> he's know. Still, where, uh, he's still fucking salty about that shit. And who wouldn't be upset that, you know, uh, Bill is being eulogized by the dude that fired him and whom he referred to as a dick swap. Uh, so and then with that amassed with uh, Bill's new baby crying in front of Eve, she just it's too she much. says she has enough. She gets up and she walks out. And, and the whole church is like, oh, well, <laughs> that's, Ooh, la, that's la. She, it seems interesting that the most emotionally affected person right now is not his wife. Yeah. Uh, as far as we can tell, outwardly expressive. And everyone notices. And, you know, what Eve says um, to Elena when they're outside, because, of course, Elena's that good friend is like, hey, boo, you OK? And she's like, nah, man, I'm really upset. You know, I'm sure everyone thinks I'm having an affair with Bill now. And Elena was like, uh, everybody already thinks that. <laughs> uh, if there was any doubt, you just removed it right. from your angry stomp yes. outside of the church as soon as this kid started crying. It's, other people may interpret that as some kind of a trigger, but I don't know. Um, and then Elena asks, like, well, what's what now? What are we doing? Like, this is a new development. What what's the future hold? And Eve is like, uh, I want to kill that bitch with my bare hands. I want to I want to fill the blood trickle over my fingertips. And then we get a hard cut to uh, Constantine. <laughs> um, and there's some loud music. I'm guessing it could be. I don't want to call it. a. It's definitely not an anthem, but. It feels grand. It feels pretty grand. <laughs> like something you, I guess you'd play at some sort of like major function. And, you know, there's all this decorative stuff. There are balloons everywhere. There's this overly expensive cake. That's and then, you know, he plays I mean, the it's the kind of cake you buy for a fucking wedding. It was like four to five tiers. That kind of frosting that you don't even want to fucking eat. It just looks good. And so I'm going to guess Villanelle spent at least six to six hundred euros on that cake, probably. And, you know, as he's calling for her, doesn't see her, she bursts in. Extra as fuck, <laughs> as usual. 
Oh, she's like sporting, I guess, the same kind of sport jacket. Constantine cosplay. Yes, Constantine <laughs> cosplay with a beard that matches and everything. I just... And she's like, happy birthday. He's like, it's not my birthday. And then, you know, he pulls him around. And is like, dance with me. They do this dance number. I mean, she forces she- <laughs> him into it. He tosses her out to the bed like, bitch, what did I just say? I have bad shoulder. <laughs> and it's really because... You know, Villanelle is deflecting. She knows that Constantine is here to talk about her fucking fun that she had yesterday. So I went to go look <laughs> at the records at that. Uh, of your fucking it? last right. mission. And it funny thing, <laughs> funny thing. They said Eve Palastri was the one that killed him. Isn't that funny how that happened? And she's like, um, oh. <laughs> and so from this point on, you're never working alone again. You're going to go to England and you'll meet your contacts. And then you will get your next target there. And she's like, well, won't you just tell me when your birthday is? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then uh, she's I mean, like, well, before you go, you know, I got this little gift. You should open it. He does. It's a little squeaky toy monkey thing. And he's like, oh, this is cute. And she's like, yeah, you know, you can give it to your daughter. <laughs> well, I mean, she, I mean, yeah, that whole exchange is interesting because it's so, I, I feel like part of Villanelle's, cockiness and narcissism is that like she really does believe that she can outthink damn near everyone or at least everyone she's coming in contact with maybe up until eve as the show progresses but constantine i i mean and, and and they actually display that constantine clearly isn't as clever as villanelle because he doesn't see all the warning signs that she has already given us with her personality been like oh constantine maybe you should ask us questions like you should have you really should have known that she was given eve's name last episode but you were too busy assuming that you had everything under control when literally you're not controlling anything about Villanelle, like the very bare minimum he has control over. And I mean, it's a veiled threat. I feel like that's, that was Villanelle's way of saying like, here, I'm going to deflect. I'm going to do this. And I know that you aren't happy. I did this, but I'm still going to do me. And then he's like, okay, well, guess what? We're putting you on probation. And now you have to play with your other, you know, siblings, your other murder siblings. And he already knows that she's not, she's not chill with that. And she's like, okay, cool. Well, let me just let you know that I've been doing some research on my side hours and I noticed that little friendship, little bracelet. And I know that nobody makes little whack-ass bracelets like that made out of thread unless it's a child. And so I've probably ascertained that you got a kid. And so maybe you should like ease up on your threats on me because <laughs> I could I could ease on down my little road of threats. And I respect that because Villanelle has no chill and she exhibits no fear. None whatsoever. Literally zero, zero fear. And so Constantine just, he pieces out, right? He's like, oh, well, um, I got to go. <laughs> and then there's another heart cut. It's England again, but it's her arriving to England. And it's this dude in a poncho with a dirty accent, I guess. trying to And get, a dirty poncho because yeah. Villanelle's like, ew, do I get one of those gross things you're wearing? <laughs> Further shade, fashion shade, which we love. Uh, she's like, okay, so where are we sleeping? He's like, mm, this cushion. In this here. nasty fucking European Volkswagen. A dirty mystery machine. She gets Stained in. Stained pillow in the back. <laughs> reluctantly and all of a sudden she uh, makes eye contact with this uh selma blair type uh, <laughs> you just say she reminds you of selma blair yeah and then uh something like your hair's grown she says and notice what she <laughs> says and again the man like you gotta respect villanelle's swag because she doesn't give a fuck now clearly she knows like oh last time i seen this bitch like i told lies uh-huh. <laughs> and i took her place in this thing and like didn't even fucking look the fuck back i just moved on and so she knows 
oh, it's going to be a little sticky. And the first thing she says is like complimenting her looks because, well, that's how Villanelle rolls. She's a fucking mm-hmm. assassin player. And Nadia's response is like, let's fight in this tiny ass Volkswagen. And they're Which, like, hey, no, she's a she's a friend. Or well, dude comes back and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Because his from his perspective, he's like, y'all just fucking met. What the fuck? You just don't like each other. He asked them, like, what's the deal? Nobody says shit. And he's like, OK, great. Well, no more fighting in the car. <laughs> um, but of course, that's that's not what happens. They continue to fight. Oh, then we go to Eve, who sat on the sofa just eating her feels sort of. But not yeah, she's on the couch. She's crying. She's sad. Bill is dead. And Nico's like hmm, hovering. Do you, do you want? Do you want some soup? And she's like, No, I don't. I don't He's like, Actually, what I really soup. want to do is ask you about your your most more than likely affair that you're having with Bill, and the fact that I hate you having this job. He's like, I'm sorry. I know the timing couldn't be worse. So it literally. So, so why did you do it, Nico? You couldn't wait two days, three days, a week, bitch. This was <laughs> very poor form on Nico's part. He wants his marriage to fail. Uh, and she's, of course, as anyone should. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I am someone who needs to process Literally mourning. Right. She's mourning a good friend. So, and you're out here making it about you, Nico. And, right. And just leave me to my things and let me do them here. If you want to be in the house with me, just shut up. If not... Go somewhere else or I will go somewhere else. Um, which she does eventually do. And uh, she snaps on him. She 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 snaps on him for the first time that we see. This is going to be the first of many snaps. Like, God, Nico. Nico, we get it. You love me. No, no. She says, she didn't even say love. She's like, we get it. We know you care about me. We all know you care about me. In fact, sometimes I think that's all you have. And it's Ooh. like, girl, me too. Because does he really have a job? There's no is there a job? There's no intimacy. Is there a job? Is there there's intimacy? No is there passion? Is there desire? Um, so she's not wrong. And Nico being the, uh, the, I don't know, what's a good word to call him? The deferring sort of like <sighs> reversal housewife trope that he is. He's like, oh, it's a fine. Because he basically says like Eve goes to say something and we don't know that she's actually going to apologize. She's just like, oh, Nico. And he's like, don't worry. You don't have to apologize. And I'm just kind of like, you don't she know that wasn't she gonna wasn't going to apologize. Like, I mean, that's an assumption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that she was going to apologize. And he just kind of walks away and he's is like, like, well, whatever. You know, like, oh, by the way, your luggage your came luggage, back your luggage from is Berlin. Back is, you might want to check that out. You know, you check out your luggage. So she gets up and uh, on her bed. She zips everything open. She notices. Oh, that's when we go back to. Um, don't we go back to the kids, the, the siblings? Back at the back in England. Uh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, right. That's because, yes. So uh, Villanelle asks about what the mission is and if we know if we know who the target is. And they're like, no. And Nadia says, all we know is that it's a, a member mm-hmm. of the British intelligence to which Villanelle's like, no. Right, not my tool. Not my bay. Not my things. We just started playing around. Please. Don't ha- don't make me kill you both. Slight concern. I think she would have, too, because she was already pissed off that Constantine gave her playmates. That had it ended up being Eve, I could easily see her potentially switching the situation, lying still like she did at the end of the episode, or will to Constantine about what happened, to be like, oh, I just, you know, weird shit happened. And no, Eve isn't dead, but the other two are. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works out. I said to make it like a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> he should have already known. And then we're back. We're back to yeah. crying Eve back at the crib, opening up her, her suitcase of gifts wears and like she's in shock and i mean who wouldn't be because i definitely am going to assume that i mean those are the nicest clothes she's ever actually touched ever that wasn't in a physical store and i'm gonna go beyond that and say in general because i don't think eve's the type of woman to go into a dior boutique or you know sacks and just kind of like browse not even that 
Right. She's she's not into she's not a high glamour girl. She's like no. uh, does it work? But she's to, not even a high glamour dreamer. So she right. doesn't even go in there to dream and be like, if I could afford this, I would buy it. And that's sad. So I feel like in that moment she's like, Oh my God. Maybe initially she's thinking like who's they clearly confused me with somebody else's luggage. Right. This stuff is way too nice. And then she was probably thinking like, that's weird. All these dresses and blouses are in my size. Ah, what? That's what a coinky dink. Maybe I don't have to tell the police that this isn't my luggage. And then she gets the perfume. Right. She sees perfume. It says lava Lanella. She's like, what's this? And what's then this? there's a card There's a note. Attached. There's a note it that says, says XX. Sorry, baby. <laughs> and uh, then she has a whole ass hyperventilation a little bit. Blood pressure shoots through the roof. Uh, she kind of like recoils a bit and Nico. Nico being oh, Nico. Nico. Perfect timing, Nico. Perfect timing, Nico. Oh, Eve, I just want to get out. Right. Like, Hello. Like this she, is right now. No, just no. Just, oh, oh my God. I mean, on the one hand, I felt like she was being that way because, okay, maybe she's trying to preserve the chain of custody, but also no, because Eve is out here breaking so many rules. I don't think she cares about the chain of custody. I think she's like a weird sort of possessive about like what Villanelle gives her because not only does she not let Nico get eyes on it and what could him seeing really do to her case especially if she was being open with her husband but she's not she's not she's being not open. with the husband he would and have been like oh so it was more than just one new dress <laughs> like oh so bill bill she would have had to explain shit she would have to explain shit yeah but also she doesn't let fucking um elena or kenny see because she gets to the shit and immediately elena's like yo i want to see the cool clothes you got she's like don't fucking touch my luggage she's like we're not contaminating this they're gonna get these forensics on this but what contamination would there have been, Terrence? It just would have been Elena and Kenny, and they could have easily eliminated their DNA. I feel like she was like, don't yeah. touch my pretty things that my that, girlfriend gave to me. I mean, definitely. That I can't admit that is, but this is what it is. Don't touch my shit. My new precious my things. <laughs> don't touch my perfume. It's for me. It's not for you. It's for me. I feel like that's how she was being about it. Totally possessive. And she was like, oh, yeah. And then I guess this will call her now. We'll call her Villanelle. Uh, duh, Eve. That was the point. <laughs> it's like I said, she's like that fucking Jay-Z song when she gave her the perfume. She was like, allow me to introduce myself. My name is V. I <laughs> like, come on. That was the point, Eve. She wanted to tell you her name. And she did. Uh, then uh, so they're asking her when they have the luggage like so does this mean that this we're, mean we're gonna... done <laughs> and she's <laughs> like no we're gonna keep going he's like oh so then since we're gonna keep going let me tell you what I found this USB and then they go back oh to yeah the, the USB drive they got from the attache uh, Elena takes a beat because you know Bill's office chair is you know bare so she's a little sad about it and then uh, you know she steps in and he goes uh, so there are these uh, payments that are being made and to it a, looks a like, school, right? We're fucking school, and we kind of know somebody who has kids who go to that fucking school. And you know, so if uh, uh, so, we get two and two together, and she goes to kudos see to Eve for Carolyn. that. She sees Carolyn, and she's yeah. like, "I think Frank is on the take because look at this, look at these monies that go here." And Carolyn has a brilliant line where she's like, "Oh, it's disappointing when the mole is the." person who looks most like a rodent <laughs> pleasant, little, pleasant little fucking line there oh it was cute carolyn they, for mvp they over here like looking at sausages like oh this one has peppers in it like, um, there's a lot of eating in this uh show and i i appreciate that because yes. food is such an important aspect of life also shout out to elena and her coping mechanisms as she said earlier in the episode where you know she was basically like to eve like look like i get it like i look okay i look like i'm coping because i kind of am right now but two years from now total total mental breakdown is going to happen where it's all finally going to hit me how fucked up this situation is but yeah. i'm good today yeah and i feel like a lot of people can relate to that shit and so we're back at um with the siblings murder mm -hmm. siblings 
And Villanelle is trolling the dude pretty hard. I never really learned his name because it's inconsequential to me. It's not Mm. important. And this is interesting because she asked him about the sights on the rifle. And he's a condescending little dick. Like, he's, like, super assassin, the best assassin that ever did assassin. He never makes mistakes and, you know, is condescending to her about the shit is, of course, of course, it's great. I've aligned it. It's perfect. And as we will find out later in the episode, it was not aligned because Villanelle uses it. And it's like, bitch, I missed because your (laughs) sights are off, you motherfucker. You're fucking up the whole fucking case. And, um, you know, he tells them again that he has to go pee and not to fight. And, of course, the minute he steps out of the view, Villanelle and Nadia are fighting again. Because mm-hmm. Nadia got some feelings. And, I mean, that's understandable. You took my place. Unresolved. I was like, hmm, so she got selected for a mission that you didn't get selected for? Was it because she was superior to you? Like, I mean, it has I mean, obviously, I think she was the more attractive well, I think, I mean, that obviously something, you know, we have this organization kind of like La Femme Nikita and other shows where they're like, okay, we have a criminal and, and and they're pretty good at something. So we'll fake their death or whatever the fuck. And they'll work for us doing criminal behavior and yada, yada, yada. And so that was it. And Villanelle gets that information. She's like, well, that's going to be me. And then they get her and they're like, oh, you're way better than Nadia, who was just at best a petty like, criminal. Just right. like someone whose life probably, you know, didn't have all the the advantages that one might wish for. And so she ended up in a life of crime and it is what it is. But Villanelle excels at crime. So to make this even funnier of a comparison, Villanelle in this situation is the Captain Marvel Brie Lawson and Nadia is the Scarlett Johansson where it was like, oh yeah, we're going to push out your movie first. You're great. Like, oh no, you Brie? No, you're way (laughs) You're way better ScarJo. So let's, let's, you know, let's go ahead and call Sam. Let's, let's get a movie going right now for you and push that ahead. I mean, Captain Marvel got them godlike powers. So it makes sense. (laughs) It makes sense. And I mean, well, (laughs) and you know, and you could also tell too from the minute there was fighting that there's that extra personal shit like there's one thing when somebody does you dirty but when it's personal when it's on an intimate level Mm -hmm. uh, it reminds me of like the first time I was watching How to Get Away with Murder and they brought on Famke to play opposite like uh, Annalise's ex but before we knew it was her ex they had a fight and the fight was like yo your soul is black there's nothing inside you like it's horrible and I was watching that (laughs) scene and I was like yo that's that kind of shit you say to somebody that you shmanked or that it was just like an intimate relationship. Like you don't just say that shit to your fucking friends. Your soul is black. You'll never fucking be anything. And then, so like two scenes after that, when they were like, okay, there's a history. I'm like, yes, yes, that makes perfect sense. Same thing with Nadia and Villanelle where you're like, this type of anger has extra layers to it. It's not just friendship anger. It's intimacy anger. And so I get the impression that, especially because Villanelle's a heartbreaker, that Nadia was hundred percent in. She's in jail. Here's Villanelle. She's like, bitch let's 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 date and because Villanelle's a whole ass lie most of the time and I think she probably has a lack of respect for Nadia because unlike Eve Nadia can't see through it because Villanelle be faking the shit a hundred percent a hundred percent and you and just people are completely invisible to the fact that she's running game and it's almost like she deserved to get run over later because uh, I know I'm skipping, but she suggested they keep the kite. Honestly, uh, yeah, Nadia, I don't know why. Villanelle, Villanelle said, "Keep the kite. We'll use it in Paris. We'll use it on the weekend, bitch." You should have known right from then and there. She was full of shit. So you can imagine Villanelle flying. Nadia's a kite handler. On a I can't think of who he is. He Annoying comes, dude. He comes back from finished peeing. He didn't wipe his hands, and he sees the girls fighting. He's like, "Hey!" hey, hey. 
And then it's like, oh, my pet, are you okay? And I'm like, Baby. Enough with the pet names. I was like, ew, this is disgusting and gross. And even uh, Villanelle Clock that uh, Nadia was not, it, this wasn't a mutual like. It sounds gross. Yeah. A lot of people say baby for their loved ones, but on his lips, it was grotesque. It was disgusting. And pumpkin. He says baby oh, and pumpkin. Ew. Those are the two, two terms he uses. And just gross. Gross every time I come out of his mouth. And um, Nadia keeps trying to regress towards Villanelle. And it's like, you know you can't beat Villanelle. <laughs> and that's just because she's in her fills. She's in her fillings. Because logic would say she, she'll she end you, which, you know, spoiler. Um, but, right. yeah, so she can't stop. And we're back at the office um, after we're dealing with the murder siblings. And Kenny identifies Bletchum as, like, a point of interest for Frank. And so uh, Eve and Elena decide to go to Bletchum. And, you know... Oh, yeah. So they're driving up and then uh, Elena's like talking about Carolyn, like, but like. Oh, right. at the same time, her. they both get Bletchum. That's at the same time, because after we find out Elena and Eve are going to Bletchum, we go back to Villanelle and them and they finally realize they're going to Bletchum, too, to yeah. kill the operative. And OK, it's Frank and not Eve. And she's like, we right. Like, Whew. Whew. OK, and and she talks blood. about how many times Carolyn, you know, saved the world that we knew about and how some Elena's got a crush. She's like, I want to be an she's agent. I want to save the world. And I'm like, wow. OK. Ooh. And why not have a crush on Carolyn to be Frank? She's pretty fucking impressive. And so, yeah, back at the crib, uh, we got the the murder twins, or at least in this situation, Nadia and Villanelle, they go up to the, the house, thinks Frank's mom, <laughs> who answers, and she introduces themselves, was it Natalie and Fanny? Natalie just the name and Fanny, Fanny in general will always just be something <laughs> that makes me laugh. And uh, Frank's mom offers fruitcake, and because Villanelle's Villanelle, she's like, bitch, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Pull it out the freezer and give it to me. Warm it up. And so they're there, chilling. Frank's mom calls Frank to be like, yo, you got some coworkers here, Natalie and Fanny. And he's like, who, what? <laughs> Those are my real coworkers. Um, tell them I just, I had to do a thing. Tell them I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> tell them I took an emergency flight to Australia and I will not be returning for three months. And Bill Nell's like, oh, oh well, he must have been in such a hurry. Because his car's right his there. Car right- <laughs> his car's still in the driveway. That's funny. And, uh, of course, that's because Frank is, like, trying to wait for an opportune moment to escape. And um, just as uh, Elena and Eve essentially get to Bletchum, Frank, like, hops out the back uh, while Eve is trying to enjoy her apple. Not Eve, excuse me. Villanelle is trying to enjoy her apple. And he takes off in his car. And the murder siblings are like, fuck, fuck, no. And they give chase. And... You know, basically, even Elena pull in after they pull out. And Kenny's like, oh, shit, he's leaving Bletchum and he's booking this shit. <laughs> like, They're like, what? We just got, got here? here. Does he know we're here? Like, is he expecting us? But fun play on the biblical flirting of Villanelle grabbing that apple and biting it as, you know, her target is getting further and further from her hey. crosshairs. So that was cute. And Love clever. the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Love the symbolism. And so we give chase. Uh, what's that song? I feel like it's unloved again. That is singing that song. Let me check my notes. Because I love this song that it just sets a nice um, sort of tempo, I think. And it's funny because Eve is trying to discern why Frank is in such a hurry to leave where he is. And she's like, does he know that we're on our way? Like, does someone tip the mole off? Yeah, like, what's (laughs) happening? Why is he so concerned? And, oh, it looks like it's the song is called Crash Boom Bang by Unloved, which is in the car chase scene. Oh, it was Unloved. And, and um, yeah, so Kenny does some more digging and finds out that the owner of the estate, the, I guess the person who would have been playing. Uh, oh, right. The, <laughs> that was playing the mom. That, that was she was a whole fake ass bitch. That she was a Russian operative. 
he's like, oh, he is neck deep into this. And I'm like, so what if she was supposed to stage Frank for the kill? Like, oh, I don't know who's on Frank's side. I, I don't know I, who's on Frank's side either. Like, I don't even I don't think that. Yeah. I Wow. I'm thinking that he was told to leave by her. Because I'm sure he would have wanted to stay. I think so, too. Because that's what Kenny says. He says that uh, a call from the house or his cells from the house. So it was an interconnection there. So it has to be she was giving him code words like, uh, mayday, mayday, they're here to get you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I don't want them breaking and destroying any of my things. So you'll have to leave. <laughs> like, uh, uh, best of luck to scene. you, Frank. Um, I but- hope you have enough gas as they give you chase because that's what happens. And to Frank's credit he's aware of some side roads in Bletchham um, because Villanelle has to reverse and oh, back yeah. up a few times to like catch him on the side roads and that eventually gives him enough time to like hide the car but let's also talk about like fucking the annoying dude while Villanelle's I... driving I mean they are the most ineffective assassins we've ever seen he tells uh, his pumpkin aka Nadia to go out the sunroof with the automatic rifle she has and she's shooting and missing entirely. Yeah, the bullets yeah. are hitting Villanelle in her fucking face. Yeah, she's getting she's pissed off. Drive, and she's like, right. why are we even like this seems and you know, we know Villanelle likes the subtlety. She likes the class. She's like, let's just make it look good. And this is the most um obnoxious way to kill someone. Yeah. Lots of bullets really loudly giving chase. And they, they don't succeed because she's able to break the class but the glass, but she doesn't hit Frank, which come on. I mean and Villanelle's pissed off. Because she's like, wow, 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 we are failing. We are taking so many L's on this assassin. Shit, I don't like it. This would be the one kill that, like, some evidence would have been found somewhere that would have probably led back to one of those three people. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm used to working a lot cleaner and more subtle than this. Like, exactly, just siblings, a little you guys and more are, effective. <laughs> you guys are, are crude and crass. Like, I, I don't ever want to do this again. Like, oof. And he's so, so annoying bad. the whole time, like cheering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. Like, it's just like, shut the fuck up. Uh, I want so him shot. Relate. I wanted, I, she wanted him shot right then and there. I'm sure she was planning. She was plotting right at that moment. And so eventually Kenny, or not Kenny, rather uh, Frank is able to just like, just like run off into a bush because his side road gives him maybe like five minutes time to get out the car and go somewhere. And they eventually catch up with the car. And, you know, another subtle uh piece of advice from the dude is like shoot him up shoot up the car let's be ineffective let's cause lots of noise and furthermore let's waste bullets and time shooting up the car when we could just open the motherfucking trunk and be like is he in the trunk is he under the seat it's a pretty small fucking car there's not many places to hide and then it'd be like oh so he's not here so we should save all the bullets no 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 they don't they shoot him up entirely and frank is off on the side like oh my god he's shook uh which i guess it has that effect but villanelle is just annoyed because she's like why and, you know, she's basically, good question, what now? We shot up the car and he's not in there. And dude can't take it. He does not like Villanelle's misandry One attitude. more smart thing. One more thing about how ineffective I am. And I'm going to shoot you. And uh, one of my favorite Villanelle lines from the, from the whole season. Like you shot Frank, bang, in the head. I mean, <laughs> yo, there's the amount of zero fucks a bitch has to give. She's to like, be like that. She's like, this way. He's like, Aspirational. Hey, I give the orders here. And she's like, oh, word? This way. Like, oh, the way I said just a minute ago? Like, uh, so they pull guns on each other because she's like, what? You want to shoot me? I'll shoot you too. And fucking Nadia. Nadia. Who does this? She uses Villanelle's government ID, her government name. She's like, Oksana. Freeze. Which, of course, we know Frank hears and will eventually pass that information on to Carolyn and Eve and Elena and the, and the crew. 
mm. which is like that. I feel like that's a rookie mistake, right? Like using your government of an yeah. assassin in the field. That does not. And so like a true pimp, Villanelle <laughs> is like, hey, baby, I'm here to uh, actually release you from. She's like storyline switch. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to save you. You're not his pumpkin, girl. You a star. Right. And she's like, oh, so then never mind. Let me do it. And he's because she was going on. she was marinating on the murder for a minute, right. and who wouldn't with that loser? And uh, she's like, uh, "I'm glad you brought this up because I've actually been dreaming of killing my handler this entire time, and probably shoots him about two dozen times. It's an automatic weapon, yep. so it's a lot he of bullets. To the ground. Slump, slump. Oh well, there he goes. Bye. And you know, Villanelle continues her little skit, and I feel like it's her acting skit for the day where she's practicing her bullshit. She's like, oh, yeah, we can run off together. We could, like, go back to Paris and just cuddle. And I just feel like off the jump. I don't know what y'all did in prison, but you have to know. You have to know that a Villanelle's talking about cuddling (laughs) and just being chill and shit and just relaxing that something is off. Like, something's wrong. I was like, one of these two girls is really basic. I hope... (laughs) I hope she knows who she is. Oh, my God. Like, she she was spitting game, and she fell for it hard. She went and was like, there's nothing That's in why this I said Villanelle's a cake. heartbreaker. Villanelle's a heartbreaker. I mean, how did she get the desperate housewife? It's because mm. she can spit that game. Yeah. Convincingly. Like, hey, girl, this is what I'm doing. She's and like, oh, you want me her. to wear this? All right, I'll, I'll put this on. This perfume, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. A little weird. All right. But I still can't get over that kite line. I'm just so mad that the girl and didn't hear that kite. <laughs> she, she said, throw it in the back. And, uh, and then we hand to the car, <laughs> full, reserve, full reverse. Full reverse. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Whoops. And then she's like, one more time for good measure. Although we know that she should have done it thrice because clearly it wasn't enough good measure that right. she executed that, uh, that rollover. Um, drive oh, by. God. Just way to end a relationship in the worst fucking way. And Eve's on the phone with Frank saying, head to the water tower. We're going to drive over there now and pick you up. And he's like, but they came back and I'm afraid to run. <laughs> and then after the other girl gets ran over, it's like, so you'd rather deal with the alternative? And Frank's like, uh-uh, uh And he gets up and starts running. Which is, the, which is actually probably the most ridiculous thing you could have done. Like, he should have <laughs> waited at least a half hour for a villain now to go another route and then run away. But it's like, yes, let run away right now so she can give chase to you right now. With a gun. That the only reason you're not dead is because of the annoying asshole who did not properly align the sights. Like she, Villanelle She said, uh, seriously. Yeah. No, she, she was. was I mean, at this right. point, I feel like she's like, how long is this day going to be? Because if it were me by myself, this kill would have been done by noon. And instead, we're, we're heading into dusk. And I'm trying to figure out why I'm still on the case. And so now we start to ramp up. We start to the, 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 the adrenaline in the show um, takes a bit of a change because... Villanelle is giving chase. Frank is running for his life. Eve is trying to give him some motivation. And he eventually gets to the top of the hill. Eve is helping him over the hill. And, you know, they're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then finally we see Villanelle's head emerge above the hill horizon. And uh, everyone has specific reactions. But Eve's reaction does not seem to be one of abject fear. Right. It's like, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like awe because that's what she says. She sees Villanelle's face. She's like, oh, my God. And Elena's terrified. Frank is absolutely terrified. Eve is curious. And she's like, but, but, but this is like the second time I'm getting to see her in person. It's been weeks. And I just I don't know that I'm ready to leave this situation just yet. And uh, to the credit of the writers, they leave us on on a great cliffhanger before we go to the next episode, which is Villanelle approaching. And we hear a gunshot ring out and we're like, uh oh. 
Like who got shot? Who got like, shot? What just what just happened? We know it's not going to be Eve because she would never. She's having too much fun. But it's you know her shooting at Frank because Frank is the next person that's supposed to die. But holy shit! I mean, this episode. Well, there favorite was... lines: Frank, are you running or crying? <laughs> running and crying. crying. Brilliant. I was angry at the nuked fruitcake, but then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Villanelle was too. There was bruising in this episode, but no real like blood, blood. Like, I don't know how to make that make sense. Like there was death, but no like super bleeding. Like, oh, that's true. The that's blood true. wasn't heavy this episode. So I'm wondering if they had some sort of like you get three or four heavy blood things and then you got to do like a, a softer episode. Like, I wonder if there's like limits to amount of gore or whatever. That they oh, have. you mean like for the BBC or yeah. just in general? Hmm. It's interesting. I. I mean, we didn't really, we didn't actually get a, a death. I mean, we did, but we don't, we didn't get to see what happened to Nadia. And that's potentially because, you know, she's alive. Like we started with the funeral that doesn't count as a death. Right. But we did get that annoying guy whose name we don't know. Like he's for sure. He's for dead sure dead. Because Nadia killed him. And then, you know, uh, Nadia got ran over. And then whoever got shot when we went to blackout, maybe they could be dead. Whoever <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> not like we finished the season or anything right, like that you know? but it's weird like finding lyrics for these songs is really hard and i just i assume it's partly because the bands are obscure or just lesser known um prior to being featured on killing eve because i keep trying to confirm what's happening with the lyrics but people are like no fuck you candace you're not gonna find these fucking lyrics use your ears so this means guys peek into the track listing i'm sure there's like playlists or something on like apple and itunes someone's probably made one if you need one to be made i, I could try to make a list and make it shareable so that you guys can find it but this music's dope and it, it plays well with the plot. So they, they know what they're doing over there. I mean, it's a lot of, and it's interesting because um, maybe it was thematic for the band. I'll have to look at, but for the band on love, they have a lot of tracks that seem to deal with, um, you know, complicated emotions, but also the kind of love that maybe is, you know, painful because there's some sort of toxicity or strangeness attached to it, but you can't help yourself because that's largely, you know, an aspect of love that it is. You're helpless to it. You're, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, a prisoner in a lot of ways. Yeah, and that's sorry. kind of the feeling I get from this, where it's like, I'm a prisoner to this thing, which maybe isn't the healthiest thing, but also I love being a prisoner to this thing, and I don't want to not be a prisoner, because to not be a prisoner to this thing is to cease to exist. Similar to uh, those lyrics we heard at the beginning of this last episode. And I don't know. I mean, I, as, as fucked up as it is, it's kind of the reality right now with, with even Villanelle is that, the complete and entire excitement of their lives of being alive right now is wrapped up in each other, whether they it like is. it or not, whether they yeah. like it or not, the thrill that's there, the excitement, the passion, all of it is wrapped up in one another with all of its fucked upness. And so, you know, like if I needed a cishet comparable relationship where both people were equally inspired by the other to do something crazy and different with their lives, I mean, I don't have a real example, but maybe like, maybe like <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, what's this kind of example, example do you have? Like maybe Aladdin and Jasmine. Jasmine was like Aladdin oh, and right. Jasmine. You know, it wow. was like because she kept sneaking out, pretending to be like a commoner among the people versus being trapped in the castle. Like oh, she didn't want to be there. Yeah. She didn't want to have to deal with the laws and the rules. Have to marry rich. She was it's like, really hard. She wanted a totally different life. There's a there's not a lot of you know cis hat romances that inspire. 
I have to be perfectly honest, especially because it's always so paint by the numbers. It's like we don't actually have to show you stuff that makes sense. We'll just presume that by virtue of these characters being together and they are opposite genders, surely it will work out. And it's like, I don't know. No, no. I I forget what I was watching yesterday. And it was just like, I don't know. There's just some scene between a cis couple and. I was like, damn, like I was watching it with a friend. And at the same time, we were like, ew, girls, what the fuck? And we were like, oh, damn. (laughs) Is this our jaded selves? Because I just, I was so turned off by the whole thing. Because it's like, God, we've seen this type of story so many times, not done with any nuance. Like, what the fuck? And uh, at least that's not the case with our, our lovely, complicated ship. A villanelle and Eve, and I don't know what the fuck is happening here, and the descent into the mor- the moral gray that they're, that they're. I mean, well, villanelle's already there. Let's fuck villanelle. She's in the moral gray. She's doing her. It's Eve, Eve that has to like I think get off a little bit of her pretentious high horse of like I'm better, like I'm more moral. I'm not a killer. I would never do these things. And as we know, by the time the series comes to a close, Eve, um, there is no moral high ground for you, girl. Right. There's no moral high ground. At least Villanelle was getting paid to kill people she wasn't emotionally connected to. You potentially have the worst attempt at, at murder because yours was emotional. It was, and some might say, slightly premeditated. And so what's what's worse? Killing someone like for emotional reasons? Passion kill where it's like, oh, I'm stabbing you literally in your gut. Or impersonal kill. I'm, a, I'm just going to shoot you or I'm going to do this thing. And I have no actual emotional connection. I mean, I think we'll, we'll get to it, too. But I'll, that's also why I feel like in my suspicions that people say there'll be a surprising, you know, reaction to Villanelle being stabbed by Eve at the end of the show. But I think it's just going to level up the relationship because so when I. when has that happened for Villanelle? When has someone actually surprised her? She's so fucking clever. She's like, I have figured it all out. I got it all figured out. And she was so sure, so sure that Eve was not going to stab her ass. She was super <laughs> confident. I mean, she's a fucking narcissist through and through. Yeah. Like, you know, what, I mean, that's like, what do you know? Like, mm. she's like, bitch, please. You ain't going to do it. She was like, but watch. <laughs> it was like, it was like Jessica and her mom. It was like, you know, guns, guns aren't your style. Like, it was like, I know, I know my child. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this. You, you're not exactly. Gonna. It's like, but do you? And so, yeah. Uh, highlights of this episode. Um, We may get to see the end of Frank, which that could be a great highlight for me. Uh, oh, the in the car. Eve says something to Elena about uh, poor Kenny about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Elena acknowledges that she's already like she's on the wavelength and that she's already she knows that she's going to go there eventually. Just mm-hmm. why not? And I mean, and there's so many reasons that make sense just off the fact that the workplace is really small. Yes. Like there's usually always at least one workplace romance and all we have are total four co-workers. And that's that's when Bill was still in the scene. So now it's just three, really. Mm-hmm. Carolyn is not involved. Although I would prefer for Carolyn to be an option for Elena to get some of her crush feelings yes. out. Yes. But who knows? It could be complicated because her son is and into. It, but also, why Elena not? might Delicious, end up with right? the mother and son. <laughs> well, she mm. might. I mean, I don't. Put, I won't put it. Not, past this, you. not at the same dreams. time, but the Pol- same night. Follow your dreams. <laughs> Use the son to get to the mother. <laughs> Right? Level up. Level up, ladies. I mean, Carolyn is the level up, to be sure. Mm-hmm. No offense, Kenny, but full offense. Um, the stories that she would tell. Right. I could just see her just sitting and listening to Elena talk about all the time she saved the world. Like in her skivvies. Oh, or, you know, as we get closer to the end of the season where she's like, um, Eve finds her in that room with Constantine and the room is a shit show. Oh, just fuck. like fucking looks like a hurricane hit it. And Eve was like, well, what the fuck happened here? She's like, what? What's the, what's right. the, this is just what my room looks like. 
after oh a my night God. of uh, just uh, you know intense passion. But you know, know what I'm saying? She, I feel like she's got the kind of moves that you could write a a thesis on. Like, because Carolyn is. You know, every time in those future episodes, like she would talk about those times of like Russian espionage, like the seventies. Like it was a wild time. She reminds and me we of know like seventies were a wild time in general. Listen, she makes me think of like what Jay Money's mother would be like. Oh sure. Where sure. it's like, yeah, I mean, didn't everybody do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't everyone run into a couple orgies or six or seven in their twenties? No, no, not you. Oh, whatever. Uh. Same kind of history Bill was talking about. I feel like Eve is like, everyone had more fun and is having more fun in their life than I have had, period, up until this interaction with Villanelle. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it. That's the end of episode four. And uh, I think moving forward, we're going to be doing, like, an episode, uh, yeah, episode. So we covering kind of crack it open episode. a little more and just kind of play with what. Because it really starts to get super juicy, as y'all know, next episode, episode five. Yes. Probably, I think, one of my favorite episodes across the TV timeline. <laughs> Which is saying something because there's only a few shows that like that I felt like I could authentically watch several times. And episode five of Killing You is one of those such things, similar to some episodes of Xena, which I'll be perfectly honest with you, I, I lost count. How many times? Like, since the show premiered in my youth to me in my adulthood, I really lost count and i feel like killing eve is gonna be like that you just revisit a show you're like oh remember that time and you go back and you rewatch and you relive and like, i can yeah, already like, tell yes this was so good like why did what we should actually post that picture of uh the two posters we got here in the studio where we have the promotional poster of killing eve with jody and sandra oh and to the right we have a a oh. mishmash Photoshop poster I made of Xena and Callisto. Yeah, and but it looks amazing. I say name name two better duos with antagon <laughs> with antagonization and like that sexual frustration that's somewhere there that can lead to violence. And you're like, oh, it's violent, but it's also kind of hot. So yeah, yeah. I if you're asking me, Candace, are you comparing? The epicness of Eve and Villanelle to the epicness of Xena and Callisto, uh, the answer is yes. That's exactly yes. what I'm doing. That's yes. exactly what I'm doing. And that's because it's an apt comparison. And even though there's been a lot of great TV on since 96-ish, which is when Xena premiered, um, I got to say, and you've agreed with this, that no other show about female warriors, female fighters, females who are violent, women who are violent, has even come close to the wonder and amazement of Xena in just terms of the levels of misandry that we receive, the levels of how many lovers and ex-girlfriends she had in that damn show, and the fact that she always wins, essentially. Like, can you name a property that's given us that much joy uh, with a woman at the then, helm? And then please let me know so I could go and support her. I mean, her. yeah, if y'all <laughs> if y'all know about a show, please, please write us in. Um, contact us on the Instagram. We set up one recently. Uh, or the Twitter, uh, or the Tumblr. I mean, we're not always there, but if you send us a thing, we will definitely get back to you about it. But we're curious if you know of a better duo, or if you have objections, you say, "Well, what the fuck are you guys talking about?" Or, or worse yet, you've never seen Xena. Um, I just true disservice. I mean, who raised I, you? <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you've not. I need you to watch it. If you if you enjoy this show, you too will enjoy Xena. But let me not go off on my tangent of one of the best shows ever made still. And I'm glad the reboot never happened because honestly, 
What were they trying to do? Destroy a legacy? Kind of like how they're doing a Roswell right now <laughs> on the CW. I mean. I'm afraid. Like, why? Why? Oh, I'm just. Why, I wasn't why? like the biggest fan of Roswell back in the day, but like I was caught up that first season in my ute. As I like to refer to it, but whatever. I mean, I remember watching it up until somebody from the Backstreet Boys was on it. Then I was like, okay, I oh, went too which far. which one was the Backstreet? Uh, which one? one? Howie really badly. And I was like, why is he here? Wow. What's I think you're on? right. I, f- I think I checked out sometime after season one or whatever, which was generally my thing, like for Dawson's Creek, like for all those shows. The only shows I didn't check out of in my ute was probably like Buffy. But I did eventually, like... Yeah, I was college. Like, I was like, forget yeah, it. They changed um, networks, changed the hour they were airing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucked like, it up. Mm. And Angel. But that's only because they, I mean, I was in it until they fucked up Cordelia's story. And as we know, that's Joss Whedon's fuck shit with Charisma Carpenter that led to that. But I loved that show probably more than I loved Buffy after a, after a time because it was more edgy. And then they fucked it over. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, well, that was a lovely tangent into <laughs> the TV shows of our youth. Uh, uh, but the yeah. days of yore. Shit. Anything else you want to cover before we tell our lovely listening audience adieu until next week? No, that might be pretty much it. Hit us up on our social meds, you know. Let us know how you're um, enjoying your ride into this lovely land of uh, Killing Eve. Let us know what your favorite kills are, songs, if you're paying attention to those, uh, people you hope that will die if you didn't already finish watching. Um, <laughs> and you've somehow avoided our minefield of spoilers. Yeah. Congratulations. You're the real MVPs out here. Because we spoiled from the get-go. I think we tried to warn people that like spoilers will abound and that we'll be talking about things in a non-congruous fashion sometimes. But yeah, sorry if we spoiled it for you. But also, like we said, we said, you guys, um, you knew it was coming. You, you knew. knew, you knew. And so, yeah, looking forward to episode five, where again, it is my favorite episode of the season. It is incredible. It is amazing. It is an acting class, a study in performance, in chemistry, in communication, in the gay, in all the stuff, sexual tension, double entendres, symbolism. You guys, it's all there. It's there. And I just have to say, we're going to have to dedicate an episode to this because I've seen other people or read other things where people talked about this and they didn't, they didn't get to the, they didn't, I felt like they really didn't get to the, the DNA of how important episode five is. So that means you should watch it ahead of us just so you can kind of see what you might have missed when right. we talk about it. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. It was their favorite episode to shoot and their auditioning, like their table read, like what they started with to be like, is this chemistry going to be on and popping? So it is the penultimate episode of Killing Eve, and we will be giving the proper dedication to every fucking second of episode five that it deserves. From the minute we open up and Eve is on her bullshit, like, let me get out the car. And Elena's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. Are y'all going to shmang in the street? This is not allowable. Um, but yeah, so uh, join us next week, folks. Yes. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Yes, until next time, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Wow, wow. It's like totally murder.